What is up, DePaul basketball fans? My name is Ethan Densmore. Today is April 13, 2020, and this is the ninth episode of the Blue Demon Hoops podcast here on the Blue Demon Hoops blog. So to get us started today, I'm going to be talking about the recent transfer announcement of Devin Gage, and then I'll be getting into the, my blog post about freshman Nick Genda and the potential that I see in him. So starting out, Devin Gage announced via Twitter yesterday, actually John Rothstein announced uh, via Twitter in the morning yesterday that Devin Gage had made his decision to transfer to Fresno State University in Fresno, California. Um, this came by surprise to me. I initially uh, thought Gage would be considering a few other bigger schools, um, but I'm happy with his decision. I analyzed that a little bit in my post yesterday. Um, looking at the few schools that uh, Devin was looking at, including uh, Loyola Marymount, San Diego, Rhode Island, Buffalo, uh, Ohio State, a few other bigger name schools there as well. And initially, I thought he'd be going to one of those that I mentioned, either Rhode Island or Buffalo. I saw a lot of activity on Twitter with those schools, and he had posted about them on his Instagram story. We didn't see anything with him uh, regarding Fresno State, but he said in an interview last night on Instagram Live with somebody from a local paper that he had been considering it as one of his top schools all along. Um, he just kept it a little bit uh, low-key. So excited for him. Um, not really sure how uh, he's going to go from there. I saw that he will be probably one of the more prominent players for them next season, considering that they are losing a, a senior guard in New Williams, who averaged 11 points a game last year, uh, about two assists. And he'll be joined by um, then-sophomore um, Orlando Robinson, who put up a respectable 12.2 points per game, as well as six rebounds per game last year for the Bulldogs. So lots of, um, lots of talent there for Gage to expand around. Um, he's going to have his hands full, as I mentioned, playing in the Mountain West Conference now, which has uh, the big um, team that went pretty far undefeated last year, San Diego State, as well as UNLV, Utah State, and Nevada. So Definitely some competition in that conference. Uh, Fresno State did not perform great last season. They were a few games under 500. Uh, so not a whole lot of uh, excitement going, around, going on there. But hopefully with Gage, they can get back on the right track. And hopefully he can um, continue his career. I know he's had a lot of injuries this past season, especially with the hand injury that sadlined him uh, needing surgery um, in the like last several weeks or off season, I'm not sure when that occurred. So definitely hoping the best for him. He had a great career at DePaul. As I mentioned, he played 82 games for the Blue Demons. He averaged a total of 6.3 points per game with 2.4 assists per game across the four years he was with the team. And uh, I spoke about he had his best season for the Blue Demons last year during his junior season when he played all 33 games, started the whole season, and he averaged nine points a game last season. So had a career high in the um, CBI tournament finals against UCF, USF, when he scored uh, 19 points during that game. So excited for Gage. Um, not a huge loss for the Blue Demons. We still got Charlie Moore. We still have Marquise Jacobs, Oscar Lopez Jr. So definitely losing some leadership and a veteran player. But DePaul still has plenty of depth, even though we lost Gage. We definitely saw that coming as he announced it uh, early in the season that he would be transferring, and then he announced his pool of schools that were was looking at him. So still disappointing nonetheless, and yes. So following that, 
Actually, prior to that, I wrote a post about uh, freshman Nick Anganda from Alberta, Canada, the seven-foot center who I believe showed a lot of potential during his freshman season, though he didn't play a lot. He played 27 games, only 9.9 minutes off the bench. So not a huge performer for the Blue Demons. And I, I highlighted that, that though he hasn't been a game changer thus far, I think he definitely can get to that point eventually. He scored 2.7 points a game this season, along with a total of two rebounds a game. So not a terrible showing for, for his freshman season, but definitely something he can improve on for sure. Um, I mentioned he had one start when Jalen Butts was out with the flu on January 22nd against Creighton uh, when DePaul lost at home. So I think that he definitely is in contention with the starting center position with Jalen Butts. Uh, Butts had a, not, not too bad of a year this past season, but I think that Angenda um, can really fill that spot as Paul Reed transitions into the NBA. He declared for the draft, as I have mentioned. And I think that Butts could maybe see more of a power forward or like a more of like a flex position at the forward big man. He's 6'9", so definitely some more height on Agenda, bigger wingspan. He had uh, several blocks for DePaul this past season. So I think that Agenda definitely can be a threat in the post at the five, but I'm not sure if he will take Butts' spot yet. Butts is a going into his senior year. He's a junior currently for DePaul, so... He will uh, graduate soon, so that leaves Angenda at least after this next season, the starting center spot, but I think that DePaul will start using him more as they look to put him into the NBA, um, at least just getting ready. I think that he has seen a lot of, as I mentioned, he has gotten more playing time from Coach Leto as the season came to an end. We saw times where Buss would play about 20 minutes, Angenda would play about 20 minutes, maybe 25-15. But I know that he's definitely someone that Coach Leto trusted in the end of the season as Butts would get in foul trouble or after he was coming back from the flu or if he had like a little tweak injury that may have happened during the game. It seemed like sometimes uh, Leto would throw in Angenda instead. So I think the biggest thing for him is just getting confidence. I mentioned that he, he can be really talented. He has a soft touch when he gets in the paint. He can nail jumpers as he showed a few times this season. Nice 15-footer, nice mid-range jump shot. So definitely can be crafty. Definitely can uh, get opportunities to score for the Blue Demons. So looking to see what happens with him. I compared him to uh, Georgetown's Omer Yurtseven, the senior who is projected to possibly go to the NBA this next season. Um, similar guy, 7-foot senior. Started at NC State, made his way to Georgetown toward the middle of his college career. Um, put up 15 points a game, 9.8 rebounds a game this past season for the Hoyas. So definitely averaging a double-double. He's someone who uh, seems to be a uh, like kind of like that flex guy like I talked about that Butts was. But I think that's someone that Ankenda can really uh, look after. So he had a slow start to his career as well. Only had five points a game his freshman year, four rebounds a game. So a little bit ahead of Ankenda, but I think that... That's someone that we can look to see um, him try and, uh, I guess, like follow after or try and like recreate his play style. So he definitely did some damage against DePaul in the few games that he had. I know he got hurt in the first game, but he played well in the other one, I believe. So looking to see if you can follow after him. So only thing is, I mentioned some concerns with Langenda, his ability to finish at the rim. There was several times this season where he would be the guy that came down with the rebound, considering he is one of the tallest guys on the floor, tallest guy for the Blue Demons, certainly. 
and he would just like either not finish the shot or he would lose the rebound. He's not as physical as some of the other big men. So I think that getting some size on him, getting some more strength on his on his bones could help him out, especially in the Big East. As we know, it's one of the more competitive um, and definitely like more physical conferences we have in college basketball. So hoping to see him put on some size. Uh, if not, just figure out how he can use that size that he already has to get that advantage he needs over other teams, over other those other big men who may be coming after him. So overall, I think he's on the rise. I think there's no doubt that he has a chance at looking at the NBA in a few seasons. I think maybe after his junior year, I don't think after next season he'll be quite ready, but I think he's definitely someone to consider as heading in that direction. Um, I think that he's definitely uh, going to be a big playmaker from DePaul, along with Romeo Weems, as they both are in the same class. We can see Marquise Jacobs as well uh, go on the rise with those, with those guys. I think that'd be a great trio for DePaul, as we kind of have Paul Reed, Charlie Moore, Jalen Butts now. Maybe we see more of like a Marquise Jacobs, Romeo Weems, Nick Angenda type of thing, Oscar Lopez Jr. in there too. I'm not totally sure what we're going to see, but I think um, it's – Definitely a lot of excitement heading the next few seasons for the Blue Demons. So lots of excitement there, as I said, potential as well. And that is pretty much it for this episode of the Blue Demon Hoops podcast. I will be keeping up to date with everything involving the NBA draft. As far as recruits, DePaul has not picked up any grad transfers, though they have um, lost Devin Gage as he transferred and we still lost Sullivan Menard and Mick Sullivan. So looking to possibly have a grad transfer fill the starting lineup for DePaul. I know John Rostein had tweeted initially when uh, Gage announced those final few schools with Ohio State, Pacific, and Fresno State that he thinks that one of the spots along with um, Butts, um, along with Butts, Charlie Moore, Romeo Weems, Coleman Lands should be a grad transfer. So DePaul is, hasn't been too active in that in that aspect, but there definitely is several um, potential strong transfers that DePaul could pick up in the coming weeks and months as we still have the off season. So it's kind of a rough time for people to visit, kind of check out DePaul. I know that um, it's going to be weird to see like how, how people end up making their way to DePaul, but it should be... It should be all right. So looking to cover that. And as I said, keeping up everything with the NBA draft as we get Paul Reed closer to that, hoping he can put DePaul on the map once again as Max Struess did last season when he was picked up by the Celtics undrafted. So keep it right here. I'll be up to date with all the latest Blue Demon news on my blog, of course. Be sure to check that out. And if you have not, check out the blog not the blog, the podcast that is on YouTube now, as well as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So expanding the horizon, trying to reach as many college basketball fans and Blue Demons fans as possible. Um, feel free to share. Feel free to like spread the love on these. I've been enjoying doing them, especially during this quarantine time. I'm going to keep pumping out content more than ever. So keep it right here for all your DePaul basketball needs. That is it for this episode, and I will see you in the next one. Go Blue Demons.